Well, the whole material world is comprised of three modes of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance. So the modes of nature are that, you know, that combination of influences that affect us completely, and they have, you know, a psychological influence on us. So it's stated, foods in the mode of goodness increase the duration of life, purify one's existence, and give strength, health, happiness, and satisfaction. So people live longer. It purifies one's existence. And that means the mind, that means the consciousness, etc. And gives strength, health, happiness, and satisfaction. So strength, physical strength, health, you want to be healthy, then mode of goodness food will very much promote that. And happiness, you're going to feel different inside. Isn't happiness all about your mental space a lot? I mean, yeah. all these yeah. mood swings that some people have. Exactly. You know, that's that's not external. That's mental. Yeah. You know, like the highs and the lows. The exactly. Bipolar people and all that. Well, it gives happiness and satisfaction. Hey guys, hope you are all doing well. This is Ruben and the Breaking Trail podcast. You, uh, today's episode, you will hear about food and how food is very, very intimately connected to mental health and uh, the modes of nature, which are the psychological influences of this material world that we're all under. We just have to to choose which one, which which direction or which influence we will more be under than the other by our lifestyle and one of the main activities by which we choose is what we eat so uh, this discussion we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about how we need proper information to make conscious choices in life how you will feel different inside if you eat more goodness food and how how this process requires us to have a change of heart to soften our heart and not just change things mentally this is episode number 43. Many people don't realize how important or what role and how important food is for your spiritual well-being. And a lot of people are, are interested in spiritual life and interested in growing and interested in, in, in developing themselves. But as we just spoke the other day as well, the the focus of what we eat, the, there has been no, not so much focus on that for different reasons, perhaps also that it's not very profitable to focus on that since <laughs> people don't want to change. It's it's a hard, it's a, it's a tough, tough one to change. But regardless, it is important. So I just wanted us to perhaps look a little bit about that, look into that today. Yeah, and also, uh, you know, people that are, let's say seriously following some philosophy or faith-based teachings. Mm. You can call it whatever you want, Christians or Muslims or Buddhists, whatever, anybody. That kind of idea, if they're following a philosophy that, that doesn't 
really have the full information. Yeah. And they're doing what they're doing, thinking it's perfectly in line with their teaching, which it may be in line yeah. with their teaching. I see. They're still limited or misdirected because they don't have the full vision or information. They're, they're not properly educated and guided. Yeah, I see. So, you know, this average Joe, I mean, he doesn't think about that, and he doesn't care because, you know, spiritual life doesn't have anything to do with his life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so he just, and, and if he's in, if he's concerned about what to eat, it's usually from a health perspective, hmm. you know, that's number one, or it's from, you know, some environmental perspective, and if he's even more advanced, it might be ethical, you know, he just doesn't feel right about, you know, eating animals and so on. But very rare does it go past that if it goes that far. Yeah. Yeah. So. But but that's also maybe due to a lack of knowledge. And that's perhaps what we can give people today. Because I, I was there as well. I I didn't get that point. I was... I, 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 I always knew that it would be beneficial for the environment. Because I'm... An environmental engineer and that this is a whole topic that we can discuss and we i think we'll do that in the future on some episode the environmental impacts of 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 you know of eating meat and basically and 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 but but that was my pathway into it i think you know i i i got convinced on that level and then i i just couldn't uh like i i knew in the back of my mind that it would be better for the environment if i follow that diet for a long right, time. Right, right. Yeah. So you so say you did follow it, which you did, I think. Mm, yeah. And and so <laughs> that puts you in a different <laughs> category of influence or under the influence of a different mode of material nature. Right. Which automatically has an uplifting uh, result in your life. Right. So if you don't eat meat, you know, then you're in the mode of goodness. And so, therefore, that's going to have a different result than if you do eat meat, which is in the mode of ignorance. And so that's going to cover you, and that clouds you, and that not only clouds your ability to understand, but your desire to even want to know about any of this stuff. Maybe you could just describe those modes of nature briefly. We've discussed it before for anyone who's interested in, in a longer version, but maybe we can have a short version so that we understand where we come from. And when we, you know. Well, the whole material world is comprised of three modes of material nature, goodness, passion, and ignorance. It's just kind of like if you said water is made up of H2O, you know, two hydrogens and one oxygen. Yeah, it's water, but if you go deeper, it's hydrogen and oxygen combined. Right. So the modes of nature are that, you know, that combination of influences that affect us completely. And they have, you know, a psychological influence on us. And so the mode of goodness is obviously the best, you know, and it makes it so we're, you know, psychologically interested in mode of goodness things like nature, 
you know, good healthy food, more clean lifestyle, uh, you know, a, a better physical body and a, a calmer mental body and more compassion, all that, you know, good mm. qualities. And the mode of passion, and we're going to read a little bit about it from Bhagavad Gita too, but anyway, the mode of passion is a very agitating mode. You know, people in the mode of passion, they just always want to do something. They get bored very easily. They're always achievers trying to to go somewhere, to achieve something. You know, they're they're very drawn toward and and basically often consumed by sex desire. You know, and, and so they're very agitated people, you know. And even if the trajectory they're on, you know, is somewhat laudable. They're just agitated, and they're never satisfied. And no matter how much they accomplish or achieve or whatever, it's not enough. And they want more. You know, basically all high-level athletes, they have to be in the mode of passion or <laughs> they won't be successful. You know, the Olympics is going on right now, and all those people, you know, and I don't know any of them personally— but just by design, they're in the mode of passion. They want to win. They want to win the gold medal and, you know, be the best and whatever. And they train and they train. There's no end to what they'll sacrifice to try to reach that goal. Mm. But if they, they do reach it, they get the gold medal, let's say, you know, right after that, there's a big letdown. Mm. You know, like, okay, I got it, but it's, I'm still not satisfied. And then they're thinking— for the next Olympics or the next competition or the, you know, how they could improve mm. on what they mm. achieve now. And in other words, it's obvious, you know, whether it's in business or athletics or whatever. You know. well, and, and that seems to describe the world's condition quite well. I mean... <laughs> well, it's, it's very frustrating too, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, we could go on and on with this subject. I think we've already discovered it a lot. Yeah. But there's there's on record many successful people, let's say again in in athletics, that they they reach the top. I mean, they achieve the goal, you know, and a couple of days later, after all the ceremonies over and whatever, whatever, they commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Because it was such a high and then a resultant low that you know, they just couldn't handle it. It's it's so much depression among these. We just talked about, you know, um, the other day. What, what's her name? The skier. You know the. the oh, Lindsay. Lindsay no. Vaughn. Lindsay Vaughn, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lindsay Vaughn won everything. I mean, she broke all records and so on and so on. But you know, now due to age and injury, I think injury more than age. You know, she can't compete. She said, but the whole time, through her whole career, she struggled with big depression, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you would think, well, why? You know, you won this, you won that, and of course, she had a lot of injuries, and that's depressing because you're at your top of your game, and then you blow out your knee, and now you're on the couch, and the competition which you were, you know, planning to win mm -hmm. passes you by, and, and you're watching it on YouTube. <laughs> and anyway, but the point is, it's just such a roller coaster ride, motor passion. 
up and down, up no. and down. And, and, and rela relationships and the mode of passion are so volatile. I mean, they're so close and then they're just so far away and et cetera. And the, yeah, and, and that backside of depression and anxiety is like, it, it's kind of like bubbling under the surface. Again, I don't want to go too much into detail. You know, we could discuss it on and on, but, but that's, yeah, I just really, I can really, really relate to that. All the suicidal problems that we have in the, in the back and the depressions and the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's... And then you've got the third mode, which is mode of ignorance. And that's a real dark mode. I mean, that's like, like being in the clouds. You're really covered, and it's, it's so uh, prone to intoxication, for instance, which you're attracted to mode of ignorance activities and lifestyles. Mm -hmm. So intoxication's in the mode of ignorance. So you'll find people in the mode of ignorance are attracted to alcohol and drugs and, and so on. And, you know, meat, eating of meat is in the mode of ignorance. People are attracted to that. Old foods, decaying foods, stale foods, that's what attracts them. They like that. And the fresh salads and the, you know, the freshly prepared, you know, wonderful dishes that you can make in the mode of goodness aren't attractive to them, mm -hmm. you yeah. know. It's just not what they want. They don't have a taste for that, either a physical taste or a mental taste. Mm. And so, you know, it's it's decided sleep is one of the most attractive things for people in the mode of ignorance. They like to sleep a lot, you know, just kind of bored out, mm. you know. So we're maybe, you know, six, seven, eight hours of sleep a day, you know, depending on on your body. They may, you know, think... Well, I need 10 hours. I need 12 hours, you know, and, and their greatest recreation is going to sleep. And they're attracted to drugs that do that, like heroin is, is famous for just making it so you nod out, you know, and, and they, they like that, you know, right. and so on and so on. So those are the three modes. And food is actually in one of those three categories, different foods in different categories. But, and, and food is, you could say, the main factor deciding which uh, mode of nature you will come under? No, no, no. It's, it's from the beginning. It's, you know, it even described it as almost from the womb. We bring it in from a past life kind of thing. And so you look at kids, and some kids are mellow and quiet and you know, the next kid is just all over the place, just running and screaming and, you know, and then the other one is just kind of like dull and, you know, it's just kind of in a whole, yeah, it's true. you know, other world. So that's not because they ate a lot of meat or they, you know, ate good food. I mean, that can have a part to play, but it's just their psychological condition, you know, and... But you can change all that. You can go from the modes of ignorance to the mode of passion, from the mode of passion to the mode of goodness. And one of the main factors that lifts you up is what you eat. I see. Back yeah. to food. Yeah. You know, who you associate with, what you eat, you know. And if you have knowledge, you can actually understand it would be to my benefit to go to the mode of goodness. Yeah. And so you, you kind of do what you need to do, and there's information about that. 
Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and of course, it's not so cut and dried. There's all kind of mixtures of these three. You know, you know, maybe you're basically in the mode of goodness, but you've got a lot of passion in there too. Or you're basically in the mode of ignorance, but you also, you know, are strongly under the influence of passion, especially from time to time. And vice, you know, it's all kinds of different combinations. So it's not just like boom, boom, boom. Mm, mm. You know? So you can you can have knowledge and and work with this. And then, and with knowledge, you'll have the motivation to work with this and make the change that is required. Now, and and in terms of food, is like you said, a main a main factor. Yeah, it's a big like, player. Because mm. we eat three times a two, three times a day. Yeah. And for many people, this is the highlight of their day. <laughs> they just live from one meal to the next. You know, like. <laughs> They trudge along through their work or whatever, but they're always ready to, oh, well, dinner's soon, or, you know, wake up in the morning. One of the, you know, motivating factors is, oh, let's make some coffee and, you know, have whatever they eat in the morning, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> anyway, food is a big player. Yes, for sure it is. And, and, and maybe you can read from... Bhagavad Gita, that part that we we were going to okay, so just get into a little bit. <clears throat> we've already uh, clarified Bhagavad Gita is the main scripture we study in the Bhakti Yoga process, and so there's a lot of information about every aspect of life. And in the seventeenth chapter, uh, there's a lot of information concerning food. This is text eight through ten. And the speaker of Bhagavad Gita is the Supreme Lord himself. So it's not like some guy just sit down, sat down and wrote this. Like, well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is actually the guideline for humanity. So it's stated, foods in the mode of goodness increase the duration of life, purify one's existence, and give strength, help, happiness, and satisfaction. <laughs> so that's the result of eating food in the mode of goodness. What does it do? Increases the duration of life. So people live longer if they eat food in the mode of goodness. And you can bring in karma and all kinds of things into this discussion, but we won't. <laughs> but, you know, karma is the activity and, and the result of that activity is your karmic result. So if you eat foods in the mode of goodness, which is your karmic activity, then the karmic result will be increased duration of life. <laughs> it purifies one's existence. And that means the mind, that means the consciousness, etc. And gives strength, health, happiness and satisfaction. So strength, physical strength, health, you want to be healthy, then mode of goodness food will very much promote that. See? And happiness, you're going to feel different inside. Isn't happiness all about your mental space a lot? I mean, all these yeah. mood swings that some people have. Exactly. 
you know, that's that's not external. That's mental. Yeah. You know, like the highs and the lows. The exactly. Bipolar people and all that. Well, it gives happiness and satisfaction. And not only physical satisfaction. I mean, sometimes when you eat a good meal, you kind of walk away saying, man, I'm really satisfied. That was so good. <laughs> you know? But it's it's more than that because that digestion takes place and then you're hungry again, mm-hmm. you know. So but if you're not satisfied in the mind, even the best meal doesn't really satisfy you. It might satisfy you physically and even a little bit mentally, but you're still not satisfied, you know, just like we were saying. So people in the mode of passion are never satisfied. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's this is declaration of Bhagavad Gita. Duration of life increases, one's existence is purified, and there is increased strength, health, happiness, and satisfaction. <laughs> so that's a, all positive. You can't say, well, that's not good. <laughs> that, that should be that should be a good motivation if we can have a faith a little bit faith in that. <laughs> yeah, and, you know. And like I say, this is not just some guy saying this. This is the Supreme Lord himself, yeah. you know, declaring this in Bhagavad Gita. And 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 so and, and it's you know, I just wanted to say it's it's backed by science. If you and if you even logically go out and look at the biggest animals, look at a cow. You know, he doesn't get his muscles from eating meat. He gets his muscles from eating vegetables yeah. and grass. And right. But, yeah, and, so. and the. Even more extreme example is an elephant. Uh, right. <laughs> Huge. I mean, you know, a uh, cow is weak compared to an elephant. <laughs> and, and all it eats is, is vegetables, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a herbivore. So, you know, all that is in vegetarian food stuff. That strength, that vitality, you know. And, and you don't see these people... These people, these animals, people in animal bodies, they're not sick all the time. You know, they're not running around, you know, coughing and sneezing. I mean, yeah, there's some diseases that go through certain species, but in general, they're not. Yeah. You know? Okay, let's continue. Such nourishing foods are sweet, juicy, fattening, and palatable. Mm-hmm. So... That's kind of how those foods are. Sweet, juicy, fattening, and palatable. Yeah. So all that is good, too. (laughs) Fattening. (laughs) Nice. Well, what it means is, you know, the body does require fat. Well, exactly. Exactly. You know, and some people that go on a fat-free diet, you know, they have very adverse results after a period of time. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm. But after a certain period of time, they're just not getting what the body needs to be at optimum health. And they start having various, you know, exactly. adverse effects, exactly. you know, different diseases and and on and on, you know. I could go into a thing about that, but we don't because all of that will take lots of time. <laughs> now, foods that are too bitter too sour, salty, pungent, dry, and hot. 
are liked by people in the modes of passion. Mm -hmm. So they like extreme taste. Food in the mode of goodness is pretty subtle taste. Mm. You know, it, it's like I eat an apple, for instance. That's just an example. I mean, there's no extreme taste in an apple, you know, but it's a good taste. It, it's a very, very nice experience, yeah. you know. But a lot of people don't eat fruit because, ah, you know, it's just it's nothing there that doesn't satisfy me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's what I agree. It's hard to find good fruit in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you and, know, so that, that's another deterrent. Juicy, juicy, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah juicy fruits, and sweet. It's hard to. You know, they, they grow food now commercially more to look good than anything else. <laughs> Yep. You know, it looks fantastic and it tastes like cardboard. But yeah. that's another whole subject. That's advanced modern society. <laughs> but as it was intended by the Supreme Lord when he created all of these wonderful things to keep us healthy, you know, fruit was very, very delicious. Mm. And I remember as a kid, you know, the fruit was way better than it is now. Mm. You know, and... Most of us living on the farms had our, you know, fruit trees growing on the farm. You know, the apple tree, maybe one, maybe more. You know, the peach tree or trees and the pears and persimmons and, you know, the cherries and et cetera. And it was so good. (laughs) And if you bought something in the market, it was usually from some local farmer that brought it to the market. It didn't come from China or it didn't come from, you know, thousands and thousands of miles away and ripened, green. And, and exactly, it ripened in the ship on the way to, yeah. you know. And it ripened because of the introduction of some gas or something Art, that made it Artificial, ripe. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so foods that are too bitter, see, very pungent, too sour, too salty, pungent, dry, and hot are liked by people in the mode of passion. They're attracted to that. That's what they like. Mm -hmm. So if if they have to eat mode of goodness food, it's boring. (laughs) Or or where's the ketchup? Where's the, you know, the sauce? Where's the, the stuff I can put on here to make it taste like something? Yeah. So anyway, that's that's how the mode of passion works. It's it's all about sensual stimulation. More, more, more. (laughs) Yeah, the the senses in the mode of passion are very, very active. You know, and they're they're always looking for pleasure. So the the more extreme the sensation, then the more attractive. Thus like we just read, too sour, too bitter, blah, all and on. Yeah. Okay, so, such foods cause pain, distress, and disease. See, this is not good for the body. It causes pain, distress, and disease. And if you look at people who have this kind of diet, you'll find that they're always taking some pain medication. You know, they have whatever the pains are, headaches or this thing. 
you know, and, you know, they're distressed inside because what goes in has to be dealt with. It can cause great distress to the body to mm. deal with this food that shouldn't be there. Mm. And disease, you know, I mean, it's, it's also known by, you know, observation and science that people that eat the mode of goodness diets have a lot less disease than people who don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just how it works. Yeah. Healthy lifestyle actually means increased health. So that's, that's about the mode of passion food. And foods cooked more than three hours before eaten, which is tasteless, stale, putrid, decomposed, and unclean, is food liked by people in the mode of ignorance. Oh, yeah, there you go. Old foods, decomposing foods, stale foods, uh, unclean foods, and some food is actually declared in Scripture to be unclean. And according to what Scripture you might read, some foods that are actually truly unclean are declared okay. You know, mm -hmm. they have all these foods, and it's usually preferring, referring to meat. You know, well, this category of meat is okay, but this is unclean. You know, but according to the Vedas, all meat is unclean. It is in a mode of ignorance. It should not be consumed. You see. But there is some, just to, you know, just came to my mind that it, it's kind of better for, you, better for you to eat fish than cow meat, I guess, if you well, are. Yeah, it is. It is physically and mentally and karmically. I mean, cow is, is the most destructive of all. The most uh, destructive to, right. to health, to everything, to the mind, to spiritual growth. You know, I mean, we don't make the laws, and the law of karma says, you know, cows are sacred animal. And that if you, you know, abuse them and kill them and eat them, then the karma for that is you know, in our way of understanding off the chart, you know, it is, it is the heaviest of all the karma. So, yeah, but if you don't know these things, I mean, in the modern world today, what is the, the scene is the, the best food, you know, the highest level, the highest grade steak. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, I got money, let's go have a steak. And you know, big juicy steak. And meat from the I don't know what it's called, the calves, like calf meat, is that what it's oh, called? Veal. veal. Veal, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. All that is, is absolutely karmically devastating and this moody ignorance. Mm. But, I mean, who knows about this and who cares about this? <laughs> you know, not that many people. Mm -hmm. You know, just they don't, they don't, it doesn't even have anything to do with them. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. And their tongues are, you know, what they are. They're trained to enjoy, you know, let's say a steak. 
and you can present all the arguments and they just say, well, I, I like it and I'm going to, you know, die a happy guy. And, 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 and I'm going to find reasons for which to, I'm going to find my arguments by which I can keep doing this that will, that will give me uh, <clears throat> like the feeling that I'm doing the right thing or it's okay or it's, it's not so bad or it's... But the I mean, guy who said, you know, quadruple bypass and the doctors telling him if you don't quit eating meat, yeah, yeah. you know, you're going to be right back in here again and you're probably not going to survive. They do it anyway. Yeah. Because they're too attached. I mean, they've got every reason not to do it medically. What caused your heart attack is, you know, your diet. You must change this diet. Don't eat any red meat. They still do. Yeah. You know? So, you know, on some levels, you can't even talk to these people. <laughs> no, but it, but, it is, but it is possible to break that attachment. I mean, it depends on what you want, you know, how addicted you are. Yeah. You know, I mean, the obesity and all the things which have proven to be, you know, the root cause of diabetes and, you know, cardiovascular diseases and mm. et cetera, et cetera, not, not even including just feeling bad, you know, and looking bad and, you know, having a hard time even getting around. And people, they're too addicted. They can't. They can't not do it. Mm. You know. That's true. So it's it's such a strong influence, and society promotes it. You know. Because I, I, yeah, I just reflected on that. That people, isn't it interesting how people are so into all this new super diets and and you know changing this and that but 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 when we speak about these things and and supplying some deeper spiritual information it's i i i guess the problem is that you're trying to change something you you're following the super diet supposed to be really good for you but you're still under the influence of a certain mode of nature you're not you're still under the influence of let's say the mode of passion and you're it's not gonna change if you just if you only change uh you know the 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 way that you're eating that you know and a lot of these super diets are basically lacking knowledge too yeah well exactly exactly you know it's like not the in the vedas we have our, our vedic medical system mm. a system of health i mean this is vedic system this is not you know discovered in a laboratory this is handed down since time immemorable, you know, but there's three different body types. I mean, we've talked about that already before, too. And so what diet works for one person can be the worst diet for another person. Yeah. You know, and if you look at the author of a diet, if you know, you know, kind of the, a little bit about Ayurveda, you can see, well, that guy is obviously in the mode of passion. Yeah. So if you look at what he's promoting as the best diet, it's a diet that works for people in the mode of passion, you mm. see, you know, a pita person, you know. But if you take that same diet and apply it to a vata person, then it destroy that guy's health. Mm. And so, you know, it's so... Uh, so lacking in information, mm. 
this is this is what happens. It's, it's just lacking in complete understanding. But if you follow the Vedas, I mean, motor goodness food is motor goodness food. Now, if you want to step up your understanding a little bit and know, okay, I'm basically Vata constitution, so therefore I have to adjust that motor goodness category a little uh, bit here, a little bit there to suit my Vata constitution or pizza or kapha or whatever, but still keep it in the category of of motor goodness food. Yeah, I see. So, so that's the main stepping point to get into, and that will purify you. That, like, unlike any, you know, most of the uh, suggested diets, super diets, will if yeah. they are not based in vegetarian, no meat, fish, right. egg diet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, why is it that the Vedas, one of their regulative uh, principles, is no meat, no fish, no eggs? You know, as far as diet goes, you just mentioned it and made me think of it. Mm-hmm. Because they're in the mode of ignorance, you know. And if you eat those foods, that's going to put you in the mode of ignorance. And that's not where you need to be. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a method to the madness, so to speak. In other words, this is not just haphazard. You know, not some do-gooder who's just thinking, oh, well, we should be nice and gentle and kind. and. No, this is based on eternal science. Eternal science, I'm saying. Yeah, not just, you know, what some person discovered in the laboratory mm. sometime, somewhere, yeah. you know. And, and that's why the Vedic system, if understood and followed, will always have the best result. Mm. And if you look at that, you know, it's going to also have the best result not only for the body and the mind but for you know other living entities you know you don't kill them the the cows and all those you know more evolved beings you don't kill them see so that's good for them you don't have this animal food industry you know that is you know the most environmentally destructive industry mm-hmm. and so it's, it's good for the planet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's good for everyone, and it, it softens your heart. I mean, it's obvious that certain lifestyle is going to have an effect on your heart, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your heart's going to be softer or harder depending on what you do. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, if you've got a hard heart, you don't have any feeling or compassion for other living entities, it's very easy to kill them, you know. That's true. Whether they're in human bodies or whatever, animal bodies of various types, see. But if your heart is softer, then it's going to be harder for you to do that. You know, it's just an internal, I can't do that, you know. And if somehow you do it, you feel really bad about that. So you, no. you kind of have to, so what you're saying is you kind of have to choose to harden your heart to be able to eat meat. Well, yeah. Mm. But the way it's, it's so, you know, done today, it's just a nice little package. 
you know, nicely wrapped up in a in a store, and you just go. It's almost like it's not even connected with the source. Yeah. You know, it's not from an animal. This is just a nice little piece of sirloin. Mm-hmm. And you just take it home and just to take it out and cook it up. And you don't go beyond that, just the taste. And, you know, it's not like, oh, well, this was a cow that, you know, had feelings and, you know, was treated badly and was raised simply to make it so I can have this, you know, piece of its body tonight. And you, you don't think like that, because if you do, it, it just messes up the whole thing, you know. Uh, which, which is just so sad that society has made it that way. You, you said something about that before, like society is just promoting this. I mean, because I, I really understand people in that sense. Like, I, I was also there, and I understand it's hard, and, and it's you're not reminded like you say of the origin of this so you might not feel that it's a it's a conscious choice <laughs> but it's just well it's it's just a package of i didn't think about it you don't yeah and you know there there's you know various documentaries one is called earthlings mm. and you know this is just an extreme look at, at the animal food industry and the slaughterhouses and the crying of the animals and the squealing and the pain and the suffering. And, you know, the average person can't even look at it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I tried to watch, mm-hmm. couldn't get through it. No way. I just, I just couldn't even, I didn't want to do it. I couldn't do it. It was too, too horrible. But that same person who can't watch this can buy that nice little packaged sirloin and, and have no problem. So that was never a very popular documentary, <laughs> you know. It wasn't on Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And they relegated it to the fanatics that you know think like that or whatever. You know. So you know, if people had to go out like in the old days and you know kill the animal and skin it and do all the things that's required and then chop it up and do on that. At least they'd know what they were doing. At least they'd have the understanding yeah, where it yeah, has yeah. come from. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people, they couldn't do that. Yeah. You know, they just couldn't do it. I, this, this just reminds me of, a, <laughs> because we just made a song, we're going to speak about this probably this weekend, but that, this this Bible quote that love is love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. So that just made me think like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's you know if you take it on back to the source, that's the missing link is love. Mm, mm, exactly. We'll, like you say, we'll talk about that on Saturday. But mm. you know because if you love, you know other living entities. You can't do those things. You can't exploit them. You can't, you know, do the cruel things that are necessary to produce the food that your tongue has become addicted to. Mm. Can't do it. Mm. I mean, yeah. And 
and and and it's not again you said something that just made me think about it's not just thinking oh let's be kind or let's just love everyone and or sit down and but it's actually a process that you can follow to develop that care and love for others it's it's not just some mentally thinking about it differently <laughs> you know yeah 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 we can get into that on the next one yeah 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 that's uh that's a good that's the point that's a good point that we have to make clear you know it's just not a mental adjustment no 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 oh today i'm going to love everybody <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's not how it works mm. but anyway food yeah food is so important mm. you know and if it wasn't important why would it be included in bhagavad gita if it had nothing to do with life why would it and this is not the only place you know it's several places in bhagavad gita where this is referred to and you know. and, and bhagavad gita is is really like the, because the Vedic knowledge is written down in so many, many volumes of book and books, and Bhagavad Gita is just everything condensed down to very, very few verses, and and yeah. in those verses it includes this. So that means that it's this is the essence. This is what you need to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh -huh. And it's so wonderful that we can, you know, condense all that. We don't do it, but it's been condensed to make it available mm. to us, just everyday people. Mm. Because if you had to wade through, as, as you say, the volumes and volume, you couldn't do it in a lifetime, really. Mm. You know, I mean, it's, it's too much, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really talking a lot about things that, you know, we don't really need to know to make the best of our life, you know, and, and so on. So it's, it's condensed version. And that, that's, that's one of the amazing things about Bhagavad Gita. It's so much in such a little amount of written words. Yeah, like one text like you were reading from Bhagavad Gita now, it can, you, we, it can give you so much. <laughs> it can change your life. <laughs> yeah. One text can change your life, hmm. you know, if we allow it to, <laughs> if we allow it to. But we have to allow any of this to take place. The best advice that falls on deaf ears doesn't, doesn't have the result, you know. No. But again, lifestyle, all these things add up, you know. And again, food is one of the main, main things. There's a whole lot involved with food. Mm. And, you know, a person can change gradually, like becoming a vegetarian. You know, it can be step by step. I was talking to a young guy in a... Actually, where was that? I can't remember. It was a few summers ago, and it was in a garage, someplace, you know, like that, like a garage, 
you know, mechanic guy. Oh. <laughs> and he said, me and my friends, you know, we now, because somehow we got talking about vegetarian diets or whatever. He said, yeah, me and my friends now have meatless Mondays. Oh. Where every Monday they don't eat meat, you know. And he said, it's really cool. We like it. And this was, you know, just some 20-something-year-old guy, me and my friends. Mm -hmm. So obviously they got together and discussed it and said, yeah, let's do this every Monday. Let's have meatless Monday, mm -hmm. you know. And so you can do it like that and maybe, okay, let's have meatless Monday and Friday. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, just kind of expand on that and pretty soon you— you got a meatless week. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, and I can really, you know, stand behind that, that it's, you just really got to get into the taste. And once you, once you develop the taste for that, it, it grows on you. You, you feel like you, you don't need the meat or the, the unhealthy things. That's, we don't need to reject them or be all focused on them and, or they're so bad. Just, just implement some of these small things, meatless Monday, you know, and then, you know, you, you, you don't know how, where the journey ends. You, you just have to take the first step. It won't, you won't go anywhere by just looking at the big mountain and see like, oh, it's too big. Mm. I can't do it. And <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I, no. No, that's exactly how it should be implemented for most people. Yeah. I mean, some people can just jump in. Okay, that's it. But that's not common, you know. And so as you do these things, your taste changes and your vision changes, and you, you look at what used to be so attractive, and you go, ah, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> You know, many people, you know, that are vegetarians now, I mean, I'd say the majority, you know, they used to eat McDonald's. They used to go to McDonald's. It might have been a big, big part of their, you know, enjoyment cycle. Oh, let's go to McDonald's, you know, and have a Big Mac and whatever. <laughs> did you? You know. Yeah. I, I just huh? need to, did, did you see the, did you see this article that they found Left like they found human meat, like leftovers of human meat in McDonald's food. No, no, okay. just <laughs> just putting that out there. If well, anyone's interested, you can look it up. But yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Well, I'm not surprised, but yeah, well. But anyway, after you gradually make this evolution and you're a vegetarian. You just look at McDonald's, you know, in a completely different way, you know. Mainly all they have to offer is, is a good bathroom. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's a McDonald's. Let's go. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, but I, you know, yeah, you could say they have salads and they have, you know, different vegetarian, you know, friendly. Now they got a, I don't know, vegetarian burger or something. But, you know, then you kind of come to a point, well, yeah, but, you know, that's a very, very small part of their profits. And I just don't want to support that yeah. whole industry. You know, I just don't want to support it. Yeah. You know, that's true. So, yeah, in other words, the, your vision changes, your, yeah. your yeah. whole outlook on things. And it just happens. It's not like, 
you had to make it happen. It just happened. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And uh, anyway, we better think about ending this. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just yeah, it's 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 a it's a fun. It's funny how wisdom can change things. I, I we are knowing how things work. Just to maybe summarize it, I I was uh, we had a vegetarian Christmas party that we have here every year and. Uh, it was small this year, but due to COVID, so we just did it like a small little private gathering. And this this girl who is usually she's coming to our meditation classes a lot. She 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 comes to my yoga classes and she's meditating with us and she's following this process to to some degree, doing japa meditation every day. And but she, but and for the first time, she brought her husband, and the husband has always been very very supportive of her, and he was the one who actually like bought her i think they paid for most of the yoga course so that she could you know start a change and get a positive change and but but so it's really interesting to have him come because i'd been speaking to her about the vegetarian diet and that it would be beneficial but he's making most of the food (laughs) so he came and, and you know he got to be inspired he got to taste it he got to see it and he was first of all completely amazed that you know vegetarian food could be that good and that we could you know, make this really like filling, uh, a meatish kind of food, but vegetarian. And and then I we spoke about karma. We spoke about how you can actually help if you really want to help your your wife. You can you can do that by you know you can try to implement more vegetarian food, and this will actually have a spiritual purifying effect on her, and you will help her a lot in that way. And so I was trying to you know sow some seed, and now it looks like gradually they're actually turning more and more vegetarian so that's just fun story of how you know great knowledge can change things yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free right (laughs) so you know if we have the truth we should try to make it available to other people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and give them the freedom to you know, accept it or or not. Right, right. In a nice and inspiring way, and 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 <laughs> just yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. <laughs> well, we should end with the kirtan. Yeah. Thanks. So yeah, we could we could have a little kirtan. Goranga <clears throat> Hari Bowl, everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Are
Hare 
Kirtan, that can change a lot in your life, I can tell you that. <laughs> That's food for the soul. Yeah, so we've talked about food for the body. Also, that affects the mind, but transcendental sound is food for the soul. So we'll talk about that some more at some point point <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah thank you Malakia. I very yeah. inspiring <laughs> hope thank you everybody that may be watching yeah yeah I hope you'd like to make some change and start in the start making a small change and you never know where it's where it's gonna end up so yeah, yeah. start breaking trail one step at a time yes <laughs> One step at a time. Thank you. Malachi. All right, Ruben, I got to get out of here. So yep. thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Mm. And Slava and great. Yeah. Yep. We always thank Slava. He's always fixing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without that we wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yep. so anyway, we got another one coming up soon, so... Yep. See you all care. very soon. Thank you, Valakia. Yeah. yeah. Namaste, Haribo. Haribo. <laughs> so upon uh, request, I always mention that we have a link tree you can go to. And I was asked, what's a link tree? <laughs> I didn't understand. So I didn't know that either before. But you can go to our link tree that is a simplified version of a website where you can access all the links so that for example if you want to listen to the podcast on spotify or on another you know platform it's easy to do it from there uh, if you want to watch the podcast if you want to go to the website if you want to contribute by making a monthly mini donation to us or anything else you know contact us if you want to get email updates all of that is available on our link tree so that's linktr, linkter.ee slash breaking trail. That should be available in each episode link, so you'll find it in the text. And uh, please share with your friends, your family, those you care about. And always remember to stay true to yourself and dare to break trail. <laughs>